This is Sam, and you're listening to the Pub Trivia Group Podcast. Welcome back, nerds. This is the Pub Trivia Group Podcast. This is Sam. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for playing my game. It is game 76, and I got three rounds for you today. Common initials, short answer chain, and back by popular demand, movie links. Back by popular demand as if it went anywhere. It was... <laughs> that is very clearly everyone's favorite round, so it's it's back. It's back, as voted on by last week's listeners. Anyway, round number one, common initials. Today's initials, DJ. So I have 10 short answer items below, all with the initials DJ. Those who listened last week already know the initials DJ are inspired by the nonprofit organization we are promoting for the month of October, the Dear Jack Foundation, an organization dedicated to combating cancer in young adults and adolescents. See the show notes for details. But basically, anyone who donates any amount to the Dear Jack Foundation, just simply message me along with your favorite round. And not only will I play that round for you on an upcoming episode, but I'll dedicate it to you as well. Plus, you'll be helping out a really nice cause. Anyway, the initials today, DJ. All right, item number one. The Wall Street Journal is considered the flagship publication of this publishing firm, which is owned by News Corp. Item number two. TVTropes.org describes this usually male character trope as not always a jerk, but athletic and usually more concerned with his image than schoolwork. Item number three. In the 1994 film Dumb and Dumber, the character Harry Dunn mistakenly referred to this as a John Deere letter. Item number four. Merriam-Webster defines this noun as, quote, a legendary Spaniard proverbial for his seduction of women. Item number five. Associated with the number two, this Hall of Famer played for New York from 1995 to 2014, winning five championships. Item number six. Alive from 1945 to 2012, this English actor and musician was a member of the Monkees and has a name which resembles an old nautical metaphor. Item number seven. In August 2020, this man led a consortium to purchase the springtime football league, the XFL, along with Danny Garcia, his ex-wife and longtime business partner. Item number eight. Regarding this profession, a 2013 article by CNN's Todd Leopold listed Alan Freed, Bruce Morrow, Jocko Henderson, Casey Kasem, and Howard Stern among the 10 all-time greats. Item number nine. 
In 2010, this NFL player represented Philadelphia as the first ever player to be selected for the Pro Bowl for two separate positions, wide receiver and return specialist. And number 10, drafted six overall out of Duke University in 2019, this player currently wears the number eight for New York. All right, pause now. If you need more time, we'll go over those again, but then I'll be giving you the answers. Item number one, the Wall Street Journal is considered the flagship publication of this publishing firm owned by News Corp. All right, that would be Dow Jones. Item number two. According to TVTropes.org, the website described this usually male character trope as not always a jerk, but athletic, and usually more concerned with his image than schoolwork. That character trope, dumb jock. All right, item number three. In the 1994 film, Dumb and Dumber, the character Harry Dunn mistakenly referred to this as a John Deere letter. That would be a Dear John letter. All right, number four, Merriam-Webster describes this noun as, quote, a legendary Spaniard proverbial for his seduction of women. All right, that would be Don Juan. Item five. Associated with the number two, this Hall of Famer played for New York from 1995 to 2014, winning five championships. All right, this time when we say New York, we mean the New York Yankees. That is Derek Jeter. Item number six. Alive from 1945 to 2012, this English actor and musician was a member of the Monkees and has a name which resembles an old nautical metaphor. All right, that person, Davy Jones. The old nautical metaphor I was referencing, Davy Jones' locker, which I guess means being at the bottom of the sea. All right, number seven, in August 2020, this man led a consortium to purchase the Springtime Football League, the XFL, along with Danny Garcia, his ex-wife and longtime business partner. All right, that is Dwayne Johnson or Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Number eight. Regarding this profession, a 2013 article by CNN's Todd Leopold listed Alan Freed, Bruce Morrow, Jocko Henderson, Casey Kasem, and Howard Stern among the 10 all-time greats. All right, clearly Todd Leopold had never listened to my banger to end all bangers. I guess this was published too early. It was in 2013. If it was published today, they would have to include me on the list. That would be Disc Jockey. Disc Jockey. All right, number nine... In 2010, this NFL player represented Philadelphia as the first ever player to be selected for the Pro Bowl for two separate positions, wide receiver and return specialist. All right, that would be Deshaun Jackson, who, as of recording, is still listed as a free agent. So 
Maybe he'll make a comeback. He's in the league as recently as last year. He played for Baltimore, so wouldn't be unheard of for him to make a comeback. All right, number 10. Drafted six overall out of Duke University in 2019, this player currently wears the number eight for New York. Again, I wasn't being super specific about New York. In this case, we were referring to the New York Giants, the football Giants. That is Daniel Jones, who is currently the starting quarterback for the New York Giants, though it doesn't appear that he has the greatest offensive line. So knock on wood, right? I am a little stitious. Knock on wood. Hopefully that guy stays healthy. Anyway, that was round number one, common initials. Coming up, we got round number two, short answer chain. Round number two, short answer chain. I have 10 items below. And while these are standalone short answer items, each answer does partially share its name with the item immediately preceding, as well as the item immediately following, hence the chain. Number one, Marcus Mariota won a Heisman Trophy in 2014 while playing for this team. All right, item number two, First airing from 1991 to 1992, this animated TV show by Walt Disney is centered around a seemingly typical suburban dad named Drake Mallard, who sets out on the streets of St. Canard at night. Item number three. This section of the White House contains the Oval Office, the Cabinet Room, the Situation Room, and the Roosevelt Room. Probably some bathrooms, too. All right, item number four. This is considered the southernmost city in the contiguous United States. Contiguous United States, also known as the lower 48. Anyway, whatever you call it, this is the southernmost city. Item number five. In a 2012 skit, this person played the role of Mr. Garvey who became frustrated with the students, Blake, Denise, Aaron, and Jacqueline. Item number six. Best known for starring in a big screen trilogy, this actor also found success on the small screen, playing the role of Alex for 176 episodes from 1982 to 1989, and the role of Mike for 103 episodes, from 1996 to 2001. Item number seven. Speaking of blockbuster film franchises, this actress debuted as Michaela Baines in 2007 and April O'Neil in 2014. Item eight. This actress filmed the role of Annie Reed in an iconic romantic comedy merely three months after giving birth to her son, Jack Quaid. Item number nine. This former vice presidential candidate was the 54th Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives. In 
In item number 10, once this was completed in 1710, this domed place of worship was the tallest building in London until 1963. All right, pause now if you need more time. We're going to go over those again, as always, but then we're going to give you the answers. All right, item number one. Marcus Mariota won a Heisman Trophy in 2014 while playing for this team. That team, the Oregon Ducks. Item two. First airing from 1991 to 1992, this animated TV show by Walt Disney is centered around a seemingly typical suburban dad named Drake Mallard who sets out on the streets of St. Canard at night. Alright, that TV show, Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck connecting with Oregon Ducks. Alright, number three. This section of the White House contains the Oval Office, the Cabinet Room, the Situation Room, and the Roosevelt Room. All right, we are talking about the West Wing, which connects with Dark Wing. Item four. This is considered the southernmost city in the contiguous United States, which is also known as the Lower 48. Anyway, what is the southernmost city in the contiguous United States? Well, that would be a place I'd really like to go. Key West. Key West connecting with the West Wing. Item 5. In a 2012 skit, this person played the role of Mr. Garvey, who became frustrated with the students, Blake, Denise, Aaron, and Jacqueline, Right, that would be Keegan Michael Key. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. As a teacher, I found that so funny. That was just classic substitute teacher. I loved it. All right, number six. Best known for starring in a big screen trilogy, this actor also found success on the small screen, where he played the role of Alex for 176 episodes from 1982 to 1989 as well as the role of Mike for 103 episodes from 1996 to 2001. Alright, those TV shows, the one from the 80s, that was Family Ties. The one from the 90s, that was Spin City. The big screen trilogy, that of course, Back to the Future. We are talking about Michael J. Fox. Alright, number seven. Speaking of blockbuster film franchises... This actress debuted as Michaela Baines in 2007 and April O'Neil in 2014. Michaela Baines, that was Transformers. April O'Neil, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're talking about Megan Fox. All right, item number eight. This actress filmed the role of Annie Reed in an iconic romantic comedy merely three months after giving birth to her son, Jack Quaid. So Jack Quaid is the son of Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan connecting with Megan Fox. Item number nine. This former vice presidential candidate was the 54th Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives. 
All right, that person, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan connecting with Meg Ryan. And number 10. Once completed in 1710, this domed place of worship was the tallest building in London until 1963. Alright, this is one of my favorite buildings in London. I've mentioned before, I'm a bit of an architecture nerd. Not that I know a ton about architecture, I just think buildings look cool. This one especially, St. Paul's Cathedral. Kind of resembles the U.S. Capitol building a little bit, which kind of resembles the state capitol building of Wisconsin in my hometown of Madison. Maybe that's why I was so fond, fond of it while I was studying over in England is maybe it reminded me of home. I don't know. Gorgeous building. Absolutely gorgeous building. Really stands out in a city that has a lot of cool things to look at, frankly. All right. That was round number two. Short answer chain. Coming up. You voted for it. Round number three. Movie links. All right, round number three, movie links. This was kind of fun last week. I just kind of asked you, if you are on Spotify, you get the opportunity to vote in the poll. I just threw out the three rounds that I played, and I was like, okay, which one of these would you like to see next week? And people voted for movie links. So I will do that again. Spotify listeners, you get to choose which one of the three rounds would you like to see return. Well, not next week, because next week we'll recap the live game that we're playing tomorrow, actually, Friday, October 13th. Um, so the next next week's podcast episode will just feature rounds from the October 13th live YouTube-based game. But the game after that, game 78, I will just take, you know, whatever people vote as the game that they want to see played again soon. I will then make sure that that round is there. In this case, you all voted for Movie Links. That was no surprise. People have consistently told me that Movie Links is their favorite round that I do, um, which is great because it's probably the most time-consuming to write. <laughs> so, no, no, no. I love it, too. I love it, too. But anyway, Movie Links, you know the way this works. I have a list of five films, and each of these films stars a common actor or actress. I'm going to give you the year plus two additional details about each film as clues, and of course, by including the common link, makes this like a puzzle. And for this reason, I will read the clues a second time. You need to guess the title of each film, plus the actor or actress who appeared in all five. Here we go. Film number one, 1994. This film is considered by many to be the signature film of its director. The plot features a non-linear narrative following various interconnected characters involved in crime and redemption in the city of Los Angeles. Film number two, 1995. This is the third installment of an action film series. The story involves an NYPD lieutenant teaming up with an electrician from Harlem against a terrorist named Simon. Film number three, 2000. This film is part of a superhero-themed trilogy that is not a property of Marvel or DC. 
The story follows a man who discovers he has extraordinary abilities after surviving a train crash without sustaining any injuries. Film number four, 2005. This drama is based on the true story of a high school basketball coach who made real-world headlines by choosing to suspend his undefeated basketball team due to their unsatisfactory academic performance. Also about this real-world coach, this coach's efforts were not in vain. He saw every single one of his Richmond High School players graduate during his tenure from 1997 to 2002. And film number five, 2006. The plot revolves around people confined to a small space while facing a deadly threat. The film gained significant internet buzz prior to its release due to its very straightforward and descriptive title. Apparently this title was only meant to be a working title, but the starring actor insisted the working title be THE title, stating, quote, That's the only reason I took the job. I read the title. Alright, let's go over those one more time, see if you figured out the link yet. Film number one, 1994. This film is considered by many to be the signature film of its director. The plot features a non-linear narrative following various interconnected characters involved in crime and redemption in the city of Los Angeles. Film number two, 1995. This is the third installment of an action film series. The story involves an NYPD lieutenant teaming up with an electrician from Harlem against a terrorist named Simon. Film number three, 2000. This film is part of a superhero-themed trilogy that is not a property of Marvel or DC. The story follows a man who discovers he has extraordinary abilities after surviving a train crash without sustaining any injuries. Film number four, 2005. This drama is based on the true story of a high school basketball coach who made real-world headlines by choosing to suspend his undefeated basketball team due to their unsatisfactory academic performance. Also about this real-world coach? This coach's efforts were not in vain. He saw every single one of his Richmond High School players graduate during his tenure from 1997 to 2002. And film number five, 2006. The plot revolves around people confined to a small space while facing a deadly threat. The film gained significant internet buzz prior to its release due to its very straightforward and descriptive title. Apparently this title was only meant to be a working title, but the starring actor insisted the working title be THE title stating, quote, That's the only reason I took the job. 
I read the title. Alright, we went over each of those twice. Pause now if you need more time. Otherwise, let's hear those answers. Film number one, 1994, Pulp Fiction. Film number two, 1995, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Film number three, 2000, Unbreakable. Film number four, 2005, Coach Carter. And film number five, 2006, Snakes on a Plane. The common actor, and there was a little bit of a red herring for films one through three, as a different common actor appeared in films one through three, but the common actor for all five films, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I I love the thing about Snakes on a Plane with him just insisting that the film be called Snakes on a Plane. They were going to give it some other silly name like Flight Number Blah Blah Blah. That would have been dumb. He was like, no, you got to keep the working title. You got to keep it as Snakes on a Plane. And then I also love that like the iconic line from that, that movie started on the internet as a joke. Like, people on the internet was like, oh man, Samuel L. Jackson is in a movie called Snakes on a Plane. I hope he says the line, enough is enough. I've had it with these MF and snakes on this MF and plane. That line wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. The filmmakers saw it on the internet and thought that that was just great, which it is great, and they put it in the movie. I love it. I love a movie that is self aware and has a sense of humor. So awesome. I don't even like snakes. But that was, I remember being 18 and thinking that movie was fun. Anyway, that is all we have for today. <laughs> that was round number three, movie links. Like I said, Spotify listeners, what round are we going to play two games from now? You get the chance to vote. Will it be common initials? Will it be short answer chain? Or will it be movie links again? It can be movie links again. I don't care. Keep voting for it and I'll keep playing it. Anyway. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being here. Please consider donating to Dear Jack again, even if it's just a dollar. If you write to me and tell me that you donated, honor system, just write to me, tell me that you donated, and I will host your favorite round in your honor. Just because really appreciate you making that, you know, little sacrifice. So anyway, that's all I have for today. Just a reminder, if you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review. This will help others find the Pub Trivia Group podcast. Give us a follow on social media at Pub Trivia Group. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, or whatever it's called these days. And we're also on Instagram. All those linked in the show notes. You can also reach out to us by email. That works too. And yeah, um, if you're listening to this really soon after it was released, I am hosting live trivia, live trivia on YouTube Friday, October 13th. That is 8 p.m. Central. You can form a team. You can play along. Send in your answers. It's a good time. If Friday, October 13th is too soon, hey, don't worry. We host these about once a month. So we'll be back in early November. And again, we'll be back in early December. So yeah, it's good times. Follow us on social media. That is all I have for today, though. Peace out and pod on you nerds.